Welcome to the Ben and Walker Movie Show. I'm your co-host, Ben Davis, and joined by my other co-host, Walker Holt. And we're excited to have a conversation with you about one of our favorite things in the world, horror movies. Or at least it's one of my favorite things in the world. Uh, If this is your first time being here with us, uh, welcome. We're, We're so glad to have you. And while you're here, be sure to smash that subscribe button so you can stay up to date with all our latest content that we have for you guys. And leave a like because that that really helps drive the algorithm for our show and we want to reach as wide of an audience as possible. So please, if you do that, that would mean a lot to Walker and I. Um, so usually this would be, you know, another one of our regularly scheduled weekly episodes. But given that it is indeed spooky season, um, and you guys know how much I love horror movies. Uh, I figured we'd have to do at least two deep dives for you guys. Of course, we're going to do the Halloween special later this month. Um, and today we're going to be discussing one of my favorite guilty pleasure movies, uh, 2003's Freddy versus Jason. But before we get to that, uh, Walker, how you doing today, man? What's up? I'm good. It's a, it is getting to be spooky season. I'm looking at a, a a pumpkin candle holder or jack lantern candle holder next to me, and well, my neighborhood's starting to get decorating. We we need to catch up. We're a little behind. I uh, but the weather's starting to turn a little bit. We were just talking about that. It's a nice crisp morning in the fifties. I think it's going to get up to the seventies later. But it's always fun to experience that and have a little pre noon Sunday with uh, windows open. I'm always I'm a big advocate. Oh. We're a big windows open family. Nice, nice. See, I do not like windows open. I always like it to be a like a a brisk sixty nine degrees in the house. I always like it to be cold in the house and have the AC running. And I I just do not like windows being open in my house for whatever reason. Yeah, you know what's weird? I've always been a cold house guy. I mean, I'm I'm a big guy. I I like. I mean, I, I run hot. I um no. I lost a little bit of weight for my wedding and it, I got married in the spring and leading up to it. I really, I've always liked windows open, but I've only, it's gotta be the right temperature. It's gotta be, I mean, max outside like 70, but 70 is a little hot. 70. I'm like trying to yes. make it work and it doesn't work. 68, 67 starts to get great. You get a little colder than that. Like 65, 64 it starts to get a little chilly. Um, yeah, but I've always liked windows. I like the fresh air. I like the breeze. Um, I enjoy it, but so when I was losing weight in the spring, I, I was windows open during, you know, early spring when it was comfortable with it. And uh, I have like the Nest thermostat and I just had it on eco mode to not go below 64 or above 76 the whole time. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just slowly I don't know what it was. I, I guess I got like used to it and I tried to push the windows a little late, like into the spring when it was kind of probably too warm for it. And yeah. uh, and I just never turned the AC back on. And I went through half the summer with with the ac at like 76 like just never even and it, and i'm not that guy i mean i've kept it on 68 for years i've kept it on 70 oh, for years God. um and i kept it on 76 dude i would have been summer. sweating my ass off yeah yeah i would have too normally i don't know why it was just normal i guess it was uh. like um you know what losing weight like Kate, i quit nicotine a year ago then uh like losing weight was uh it was drinking less alcohol i don't, I don't know maybe it was just just running cooler and uh but then you know i started gaining weight again and i I, i'm back at it and i need ac on again but i'm still at 73 but last night me and jess were just playing it all night about how hot it was we had to turn it down again listen if 
I have a rule. If you if you if you come stay at my house, I I, I want people by the end of it to be like wrapped in blankets. You know, like I want my house to be like frigid, and I want it to I be comfortable because I, I just I love like having blankets pulled all over me and and snuggling in close. You know, that, that's just that that's that's my thing. I, I get so uncomfortable when when it gets hot inside. And the thing is, is like I love summer and spring, but it's just inside of a house being hot. It just ugh. No, I, like I, I think you're right and I'm wrong, honestly. I It almost turned into like a game for me. Like I was almost like, like I've been able, like, could I do another degree higher? Like, could I, could I stand it even longer? Like I, it almost turned into like a competition with myself for some reason. And uh, <laughs> but I've always been a cold house guy and I still, I mean, anytime I go to another person's house, if I can put on a hoodie or something in the house, I'm into it. I love it. Yeah. Um, I don't yeah. know why I'm being weird now. Um, I keep it pretty cold I'm in the winter. Big- at the at highest, I'm putting the heat on like sixty seven. I'm a big hoodie and uh, sweatshirt guy. No, so totally understand. Um, you brought up Halloween decorations. Uh, I have had my Halloween decorations up for about two weeks now, and <laughs> they're they're in depth. They're great. I showed them to Jess. She loved them. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I have a lot of fun. I'm in charge of doing Halloween. Uh, Carly is in charge of doing Christmas. Uh, we, we, we kind of have a, a handshake agreement on that. And, uh, this year I was a little nervous how Zoe would react to, cause I, I like to have it. Yeah. Spooky, you do it pretty scary. You, know? you got Billy yeah. coming out of the ground. I, like or Stu? I don't know which one you said it was, but yeah, it's, it's Stu coming out of the ground, man. Um, <laughs> coming back for, for scream seven. Um, but no, I, uh, I was a little nervous how, uh, Zoe would, re- would react, but she thinks it's funny. Yes, so that is that. Yes, that's a plus. She's- and my my father in law sent us because she's obsessed with Mickey Mouse, and it's uh, this inflatable Mickey Mouse that I kind of put toward the driveway, and she is obsessed with it. It's Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, and a pumpkin. She's always wanting to go to the window. She's a like, pumpkin, Minnie Mouse, Mouse, <laughs> Mouse, wanting to look at it. And it's the cutest thing in the world. Um, and it honestly, it, it fits the entire aesthetic that I already have with like the purple lights and everything because Mickey's in purple. It it works and it makes my daughter happy. So I, I, I love it. Good. Good. I, I She's probably at that perfect age where it, it I don't know if it would scare her yet. I don't, is that, do you think she would be more scared if she was two years older? Of the stuff in the I yard. think so. I think yeah. I think this next year is the true test. Yeah. Um, I think this year she she might just not realize what it is because right now whenever like I have this like winged like skeleton looking creature that's coming out or looks like it's coming out of like a cauldron that has smoke coming out of it, and whenever something moves in front of it, it like laughs and it's like ha ha <laughs> like lets out this howling scream and every time it goes off she's like noise haha <laughs> she like thinks it's really funny uh, I, I remember when i was young i'm trying to think of the scaredest i've been on Halloween. i mean we went to all the like haunted houses and stuff around the county and everything and like they were always scary yeah. i think i have an appropriate relationship Clayton fear with farm was always a, a really cool one yeah they're they're scary but they uh but I would do them. And then, but I remember when I was a little younger, the, you know, the Fletcher house between Spencer and like your neighbor, the, the house that's right next door to Spencer yeah. on the other side of me. Um, yeah. 
they used to have the guy, he would sit on his front porch on Halloween with a Jason mask on with a chainsaw. And, yep, uh, I remember and that. he would remove the blade from the chainsaw, but he would run the chainsaw. And when I was like five, six years old going up to, I mean, I, <laughs> it really scared me. Um, I, so I, I think we skipped that house for several years after that. That it was so scary. And I, and it's funny to think of now as an adult, like you, you'd look at it and be like, Oh, that's creative. That's clever. Good. That, that's a good one. But it, back then it was like, I mean, very scary. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you're, you're the chainsaw without the blade is, a, is like a cheat code, though, because then you're like, "Is that real? Stop!" <laughs> like, I don't want to touch that. Like, it's yeah. like, they would do that in the haunted houses sometimes too. It's like that's like that really cranks up the volume when you have a chainsaw near you spinning that just doesn't have a chain yeah. on it. I uh, I remember that house, and I dressed up for Batman several years in a row, and and mm-hmm. like Terminator, so I always had to like get into character. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think if I weren't quote in character, it probably would have freaked me out. <laughs> Had to put on my tough boy face, you know? No. Yeah. Um, speaking of putting on our tough boy face, you know, um, with us talking about this movie today that features, you know, these two horror icons and, and, and Freddie and in Jason, I figure before we, we do a deep dive into these films, it might be a little fun to discuss our personal relationship uh, with these two larger than life pop culture figures. You know, they, having said that, Walker, what is your relationship with these characters? And do you think they've endured over the years or do you think that they've kind of aged out? Um, so I guess this is a good way to start. I mean, so horror is not my favorite genre i mean that's i mean i i like uh yeah my my wife loves horror my podcasting co-host loves horror it's not my favorite i mean i yeah i mean i get scared i i don't enjoy jump scares i uh that being said there's some like elite horror movies that i really enjoy you know like just the best the best i mean and some of the stuff is kind of like teeters on the genre you know like jordan peele stuff on whether it's like thriller or horror you know Um, but just the straight up, I mean, even it's not even straight apart. I mean, I love scream, but that's even kind of like a, a, a deeper kind of thing on, on its own, its own. And, uh, um, I have seen nightmare on Elm street, the original Freddy Krueger movie. Uh, but I haven't seen it in probably 20 years. I probably saw it when I was in middle school. Um, I think I probably liked it. I probably didn't respect it or appreciate it yet. It was probably too old and I was too young at the time to really give it a go. You know, it was probably in that weird, um, hard to take it seriously and hard to respect like where it came from type of thing. Um, so I'd like to rewatch that. I I imagine I would like that movie and that's it. I have never seen nightmare on Elm street, two, three, four, five, never seen Friday the 13th, one, two, three, and none of them zero. I, uh, uh, my knowledge of Jason is he wears a hockey mask. Um, I said chainsaw earlier because that guy on that porch wears a ch- uses a chainsaw. I think that's just Texas chainsaw. I mean, does he just use the machete yeah, in every Texas movie? Chain- he, he pretty much. I mean, he uses what whatever's around him, but yeah. a machete is usually his go to go to weapon. Um, I find Freddy Krueger a more interesting character between the two of them. Um. Yeah. Um, as far as how they've aged, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think they could, 
Freddy Krueger's an interesting. If you can make that work, if you can make, if you could continue that series with with, I don't know, intention and 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 creative ideas and things, I, th- I think you could make Freddy Krueger still work today. And and think Jason, I mean, sure, but I mean, I, I, it's hard for me to differentiate Jason from Michael Myers, you know. And I think Mike, I love the first Halloween. I think we differentiate on that opinion. Um, and I liked the remake of the the first remake uh, or the most recent Danny McBride version. Um, but it's hard for me to differentiate Jason from that. And I kind of think Michael Myers has been played out. So it's kind of, I, I don't know. I mean, I, uh, I have very little experience with him. This is the second movie I've ever seen in the first as an adult and the, definitely the first I remember. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like a, a, a blank spot for you as a movie fan. Yeah, yeah, it is. The and whole that, hard, hard genre. Makes, I haven't seen like Poltergeist yeah, or sense, Close Encounters yeah. or any of those. Like a lot of classic movies. I've just, I've, I've. Well, I wouldn't I've seen put some Close 90s Encounters stuff. necessarily in the horror in the horror okay. category. But, okay. um, yeah, I mean, if you don't like the genre, then yeah, it's going to be a blank spot for you. Especially with the with these characters, if you're not not really into them, I, you know, I, I feel like these characters for me have kind of always been you know a, a part of my life. Even before seeing any of the any of the films, I always remember them you know being here and being present and going on fishing trips with my dad and his best friend and and my brother and just peppering them with questions about horror films that I hadn't seen because you know this is a genre that I was I was really curious about when I was growing up but in particular it was about these uh two characters that you know I I've seen even though I hadn't seen any of the movies and I'm pretty sure I saw Friday the 13th first uh I think around fall of of 2003 I'm very good with dates <laughs> very weird about dates um, having rented uh, the first three uh, with with my with my brother and us watching them in our in our game room together and and really enjoying them as a kid, you know, I never I never really found them scary per se, but I just I enjoyed the the kills, you know. Um, it wasn't until later that I watched, you know, my my first standalone uh, emphasis on the word standalone that comes in later, uh, Freddy movie. Uh, which was actually the second film that I that I uh, watched, not the first film. Um, and the first movie I did a podcast on um, back in October of 2020 with my cousin's husband David, which is fun to do. If you want to dig through the podcast feed, you can you can find that. So yeah, I saw like the second movie first in the Nightmare series, so Freddy's Revenge. Um, and then I, I, I caught back up on the franchise altogether, both of them, in fall of, of 2005, when I just became obsessed with horror films. Uh, and I think over the years, you know, these films have just been, you know, fun movies to revisit. They're not all good. In fact, I'd argue a lot of them aren't that great. But even the bad ones have like this charm to them that I always find myself especially this time of year, just wanting to do like a deep dive on these franchises because they're really fun horror movies. And I think that's why they've endured over, over the years. You know, there, there's a bit of tongue in cheek to a lot of the movies, not all of them, but a lot of them that I think allows us as an audience to really disassociate the violence we're seeing 
on the screen from real life violence because these characters are so big and they're so over the top. They have so much personality, especially Freddy. Um, I think in the era we're in right now, I do think it's it's very possible we see these characters again down the road. Like with that announcement we talked about uh, uh, on on one of our shows with the Camp Crystal Lake TV show. But I do think with the character like Freddy Krueger being so iconically portrayed by Robert England, that one might be tougher. You know, Lord knows what we've seen, what it would look like if, if they get it wrong. And that's no disrespect to Jackie Earl Haley when he, uh, when he did the remake in 2010, I thought he was good. He was really good. But that movie is, is, is poor, <laughs> poor. And that's putting it lightly, but regardless of if we'll see these characters down the road, I think these characters will, you know, live on because to me, they're just so iconic and they're as, as iconic as the universal uh, monster characters like Dracula, Frankenstein, um, visible man, creature from the black lagoon. They are the mummy. They're up there. Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, I agree. I definitely think they're iconic. I think uh, I think they're they're gonna be. I mean, you know, the Frankenstein, Dracula, those those monster universe people, and then uh, or monsters, and then. Uh, I mean, I think in in I mean already, but especially in years in the future, these are going to be the characters that people think back on of classic things like we do. Then I mean, even if they haven't, I don't. I, I agree, they're iconic. They I mean, when I think of horror movies, I haven't even seen any of these movies. When I think of horror movies, especially from like previous decades i mean they're going to come to mind every time they're going to come to mind before because they're big characters too i mean i i i I definitely don't think the movie i mean i haven't seen a lot of the movies except for the original nightmare and it's been too long and i saw this movie and regardless of what you think of the movies the characters are recognizable they um people have heard of them you i mean i don't even know what else i mean they're great. I mean, they're 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 they have a place in yeah. horror history. They absolutely do. They they absolutely do. Um, and they mean a lot to a lot of people, especially I think to our generation. I think the generation after us, they might not be as iconic, but to people who grew up in the '80s, which we both didn't, but people who grew up in the '90s, which we both did, um, they're kind of ingrained in our psyche a little bit, you know. Um, but moving on to our, our main event today, we're going to be doing a deep dive on, like I said, Freddy versus Jason, which just celebrated its 20th anniversary this past August, which again, I'm always saying this, but it, it blows my mind that this movie is, is 20 years old. Like it does not feel that long ago. Yeah, that always surprises me too. Especially twenty is the number too. Once you get into the nineties and you get to thirty, I'm starting to come to grips with that's pretty old. But but the early two thousands feels like yeah. six years ago. Yeah, like two thousand three. Like what? <laughs> that doesn't feel like you can that you can almost ago. drink if you were born in two thousand three. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, that, that that that's you were born in two thousand three. That's not real. Um, what are you one? So Fred, yeah, Freddy vs. Jason is directed by Roddy Yu, 
It stars uh, Robert England, uh, Ken Kazinger, uh, Monica Keen, uh, Monica Keen, I believe is how you pronounce that. Uh, Kelly Rowland, Jason Ritter, Chris Marquette, Lachlan Monroe, or Monroe, uh, Catherine Isabel, and Brendan Fletcher. If you aren't familiar with the plot synopsis of Freddy vs. Jason, it reads like such according to Google. Two horror icons face off in a supernatural movie. Disfigured serial killer Freddy Krueger, who attacks his victims in their dreams, has lost much of his power since citizens of his town have become less afraid of him. Uh, Enlisting the help of fellow violent murderer Jason Voorhees, Freddy orchestrates a new killing spree. However, when the hockey mask-wearing psychopath won't stop chopping up Freddy's intended victims... Two ghouls start to battle each other. Yeah, don't get in the way of his his victims. Um, so here's the thing, you know, as fans, we often find ourselves, you know, sitting around a water cooler and pitting our favorite characters against each other to ask the age old question, you know, who would win in a fight? And there's several examples. You have Batman versus Iron Man, Rambo versus the T eight hundred, Superman versus Hulk, John Wick versus um Liam Neeson's character from uh, Taken, Han Solo, Indiana Jones, James Bond versus Jason Bourne, Voldemort, Palpatine, Darth Vader, Thanos. The list can can go on, you know. Um, but and and to be fair, we've had a few of these over the years with movies like Batman v Superman, Civil War, Godzilla versus Kong, several iterations of that, and Alien versus Predator movies. Uh, however, if you were to ask any or fan in the eighties and nineties, Freddy versus Jason always was, was at the top of their list. You know, Freddy versus Jason was one of those ideas that just seemed like the ultimate uh, conclusion for, for both these characters and both these franchises, considering they're both horror icons from the 1980s and both franchises had really, you know, run their course with, you know, Friday the 13th franchise having like 10 movies in entries or 10 yeah 10 entries prior to this and then nightmare on elm street had seven movies and then had a tv series titled freddy's nightmares which was like two seasons long um (laughs) with a lot of build-up you know teasing the matchup at the end of jason goes to hell which came out in like 93 and then more than 15 screenwriters uh taking a crack at the story uh these two horror juggernauts would eventually clash in the summer of 2003 so walker we already know this you saw freddy versus jason for the first time like just when last last night night. last night yeah uh so what are your thoughts and how does it compare 24 hours less than 24 hours later (laughs) all right my first thought is, what <laughs> did the first 14 screenwriters write? <laughs> that were worse than this. I did not like this movie. I uh, look. I, I I don't. I'm not saying anything about the characters I, in general. I think the characters are are probably. I mean, I I don't have the experience or the education or the like history watching these characters to to really know them on a personal level. I. I I would like to go back. I said to my wife last night, I'd like to go back and watch Nightmare on Elm Street again and Fri- Friday the Thirteenth, the first one, and just to get like a like a a foundation that's from an adult's perspective and a film critic's perspective and get it. 
Um, this one did. Well, I will say me. this: if I will say this, if you're going to watch Friday the Thirteenth, I don't want to spoil it for you, but I would watch more than the first one to get a feel for Jason. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Um, this one, this one didn't do it for. I mean, again, I mean, I'm. I'm trying to not disconnect the the schlocky charm that comes with it. That's kind of a, like a self awareness that probably comes with the movie. You know, yeah, campiness. Um, I can appreciate that occasionally. This one just didn't. I mean, I I I I did not enjoy it. Color me shocked. Yeah. Color me shocked. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry I put you through this, man. This is oh, totally my call. conversation. Obviously, I think we're going to be on two different ends of the spectrum, which will make a... I mean, I'd love to... I'd like we're you to be on two different. Well, the thing is, we're going to be on two different ends of the spectrums, but however, we're going to agree on a lot, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, so, unlike you, the first time I, I saw Freddy vs. Jason was at the Parkwood uh, Carmike Cinema when I was at the tender age of nine. Parkwood. Just kidding, though. No. I, I, I didn't see this movie when I was I was nine. No, that that's that's really, you know, I <laughs> might be a little too young. Uh, the first time I saw Freddy vs. Jason was just a few months later <laughs> when it released on DVD in, in January of that year. And I remember sneaking down to my to my game room in the middle of the night and I ordered it on pay-per-view to, to watch it. I did that with a lot of movies. I got in trouble a lot. Doing that. <laughs> that's a, that's a, a power kid. move. I used to do that too. Like this is, yeah. they won't even notice. They, they won't even notice bill later. And then my, my mom goes, Dan, what are you doing? Written this movie? This is too violent. And my dad would kind of be like, yeah, you shouldn't. And then he kind of laugh under his breath. <laughs> um, but you know, fun fact, you know, while this was my, my fourth, uh jason movie because I, I watched the first three with with my brother it was my first freddy movie it was my first freddy movie i'd never seen any of his movies and for you know for almost 10 year old me let me tell you uh this movie didn't disappoint and it had everything i could have wanted from a movie like this at the time it was gory it was violent scary fun and you know the heavyweight matchup between these two guys it, it didn't disappoint at all and for an introduction to freddy you know this was really cool because it's kind of his movie it, it, it's kind of his movie and this is what led me to watch you know just a few months later the second one which i have no idea why i watched the second one first i probably just didn't have access to the first one i think i watched the first one um Again, probably around 2005 when I was starting to really get into the, the horror vibe. Um, this would go on to become, you know, one of those movies that I had on all the time because it was always on stars and encore. Mm -hmm. So like it was always like one of those cable movies that I had on all the time. But over the, the years, because uh, I watched it so many times, I kind of just forgot about it. You know, and, and revisiting it for this podcast, man, this, this movie is like a time capsule of the early 2000s, chuck full of character stereotypes that are awful, uh, rave music and a hard rock album. Um, I can't yeah, deny the, the title this card with the hard rock was 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 immediately like, oh, OK, <laughs> I see what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you were like, damn it, Ben, why are you making me watch this? 
Um, but I can't deny this movie is it's so dated in parts. However, I also I can't deny that this movie still has that charm that really appeals to me uh, now as much as it did when I was a kid. You know, it's it's a lean, mean, tight slasher film that comes in like credits roll at an hour and a half. You know, it, it's it's not long. Uh, and I really appreciate that. And it leans into the camp of these characters that they kind of fell into as their franchises went along while kind of keeping that same violent edge that they had to horror that they started out as because Nightmare on Elm Street one is very different from four in terms of how Freddy acts. He's much more campy and stuff. Um, and same thing with with Jason again, not spoiling anything for you, but as the series goes on, those movies become much more campy, uh, especially in, uh, was it Jason lives the sixth one, which is like, I think probably my favorite in the, in the franchise. I, I really like it. Um, is this going to, to win an Oscar for screenwriting? Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> but I, I think this movie it more than delivers on its title. And, and personally for me, it ranks highly amongst both franchises. Um, I probably would have, you know, again, Jason lives, which is the one where he gets, I think gets brought back to life. I believe that's Jason lives um, probably as my favorite Jason movie. And then for my favorite um, Freddie movie, it's the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh or Dream Warriors, which is the third one, which I really, really like a lot. But this would be probably my second fa- or my third favorite Jason movie. And it would probably be like my third or second favorite Freddy movie. Like, I, I really, really enjoy this movie on a whole. I, I, I can't disagree with you in the fact that it, it is <laughs> it, it's the screenplay and script. It's not great at all. These characters are so forgettable. They're so like cookie cutter. But I kind of like that you don't have that attachment because, again, it allows for you to kind of disassociate from the violence you see. If you knew these characters and you knew them Mm -hmm. on a personal level, it would feel much like darker. Yeah, sure. Another thing, one of the first things I said to Jess after the movie was I can see a world that exists that 12, 13 year old me sees this movie for the first time is like, I was sick. You know, like I, I could see that happening. It didn't happen because I never saw it until I was in my 30, you know, so that I, I completely I, if I had if I could wrap around the I mean, I can see the time capsule in terms of filmmaking and, and the, the era it captures. But if I could add in the nostalgic factor or, or or something that takes me back to a time, you know, when I was a teenager or preteen or something, I, I think that would add a lot of value to me. Um, unfortunately, that didn't happen. And I have none of that value. <laughs> so it didn't. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I, but I, I can certainly understand that uh, because I, I used to, I mean, there were so many nights where you'd have like, you'd invite a girl over you and your buddy would you, like, we're going to get to go sit in the playroom at Walker's house and uh, have the two girls over. We're going to rent a horror movie. Let's rent this one where fear.com or some kind of other stupid movie that like at the time was like, this is, this is great. Um, fear.com. That's a poll. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the one I think of. Um, there's a, there's a couple of them. I, I, it'd be fun. It'd be a funny, uh, 
uh, list to go through, but I, this one just never made that list. So I, uh, and I don't know if this would have been the right movie for that scenario either, but it, um, it just, it, it didn't cross my radar at the time. It, it wasn't at the top of my list. And so I don't, I don't have that luxury, but um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, you're, you're in the majority. Uh, most people don't like that or don't like this movie critically like the Rotten Tomato score right now. We'll go ahead and get into that. It's 41% with a consensus being fans of the two horror franchises will enjoy the showdown, but everyone else it's the same old slice and dice. And I like, I can't disagree with that. You know, that, that is, that is true. You, you know, you take someone into the deep end. That's not necessarily interested in, in this franchise. They're not going to like this movie. They'll mm. probably laugh at it, uh, but people who grew up, you know, enjoying these these franchises and enjoying these horror icons, it, I think it lives up to a versus battle, you know, completely. And they, I've read some of the original ideas. This is the best one um, <laughs> in terms of in terms of it being so less convoluted. It's just short to the point it could have been way worse. And I'm not saying that to like dissuade people from it or say oh, it could have been worse. So that's why it's enjoyable. No, like I legitimately enjoy this movie, but I understand why people don't like it. It's fair. Yeah. I'll say so. a couple questions. Number first, a statement. I, I agree. I, I think the overall concept of the movie, if you, if you're a fan of the franchise, if you're franchises, if you're a fan of the genre, and uh, and you you can suspend disbelief and buy in, and you're just you're into that, and you can you can really appreciate and respect. If 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 the if the stars align for you in these movies, I think the on paper the concept of how they were gonna make this movie work in terms of like how are we gonna get them to face off, pretty good. It doesn't bother me, you know, like what they're. Um, I mean, part of it's a little. I don't know the John. I don't know the lore very much, which is kind of tough for me, you know. So I do have a couple questions. Um. Can you give me just kind of a brief education on Jason? I, like, what's his what's his deal? Is he just a killer? So, Is he like good? Um, I know Freddie. 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 The the opener really helped with me with Freddie because like it seems like he was yeah. a kidnapper, child murderer. The parents caught on to it. They they killed him. They burned him up, and that created this like demon like character that could haunt you in your dreams and he can kill you while you're in your dreams which which makes for a very yeah. creative concept of of terror um jason i can't i i just didn't get the same it didn't do jason as as much justice as it did freddie in my opinion with the openers so jason is it's it's very cut and dry it's very simple uh he drowned in a lake when he was a kid because the horny teenagers were too busy having sex. And so I guess that we again, trying to skate around spoilers. Uh, he comes back. Cause I know that how interested are you in watching the Friday, the 13th movies? Spoilers are not going to bother me. If you, if you, if that made the conversation, okay, he's not the killer in the first movie. It's the mom. The, the mom takes it out on these kids. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, and he comes back in the second one, or really at the end of the first one, little Jason pops up from the lake, pulls the girl into the lake. 
Um, and then in the second one, he's the killer and he doesn't even don the hockey mask until the, the third movies. Um, it's very cut and dry. He, you can't kill him. It's hard to stop him. He's just this relentless force that hates horny teenagers. So he, so he doesn't even wear the mask until the third movie. Yeah. Really? And that's such an mm-hmm. iconic. Wow. Right. It's, no it's such that. an iconic look, but he does not don the mask until the third movie. Do you like the first one? Which is like the first movie is really good. Like it's again, dated campy, um, but it's legitimately kind of creepy. The mom especially is really creepy. Mm. Um, but the franchise is is more hit and miss as a whole than Freddy's. Like the Freddy's first, second, third movies are really good, and then it kind of slowly goes down until you get New Nightmare when Rest Craven comes back, and it's this really cool, uh, meta movie. Um, that's kind of a precursor to Scream. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really really enjoy that one. Uh. So is he? But, he's dead. He's a zombie. I know he's a zombie in this, or not a zombie. Pretty, well, I mean, he's he's resurrected pretty, in this movie. But is much. that what he is? Pretty much through the whole thing. Yeah, he's just. And a, you th- a you think machine. he's the killer in the first one, and there's a twist that it's the mom. Uh, it's it's a twist. You don't know who who the killer is oh, until oh. it's revealed that it is the mom. Oh, okay, got it, got it, got it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it seems like the mom is very influential over him from like, it looks like Freddie in yes. pers- like embodied the mom to, to convince Jason to go on this tear. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I got that. That was that's kind of a, a, a brief synopsis of the character. That does sound good. I mean, I'm, the, the first movie sounds good. First movie is, is the Kevin Bacon's in it. He has a very memorable death. Really? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll check them out. I'll um, watch them. I'll let you know. What yeah, they're, they're they're fun movies. Um, what would you give this on your, on your Rotten Tomato scale? I'm curious. I want to know where you're at. Is it like that Blue Beetle where you're 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 at forty percent, but you're at almost the, almost at thirty nine? Where, where are you where are you sitting at with this? Well, I'm not at forty. <laughs> um. Oh, uh, fan I ended up on, yeah, I mean, the fan, the number I ended up on last night was 27. Holy shit. <laughs> I, uh, That's so uh, low. Now I got to remind you, I don't have, I don't have much lore to work on and I don't have much nostalgia to work on and I don't have much, uh, um, um, I'm not a fan of the genre. So it like, doesn't, tickle any of my fancies you know like it doesn't it doesn't work for me much at all so i i typically can appreciate i mean if it's done in my opinion at a level you know like i said i mean like scream i love i don't like horror movies i love scream i think scream is an awesome movie you know and but it just does this it does it in this way that i i consider very smart and even the over the top stuff is done in this I mean, obviously, scream super meta, but just anything that that works that way, I, I I can get behind, and it sounds like I could get behind the the original um, movies on in the these two franchises. But the the looking at it from a critic critical perspective, I mean, I 
don't like the screenplay. I don't like the script. The performances, with the exception of a couple, not. I do yeah. not like, and I really didn't like the direction either. I didn't like. I didn't think like it was shot in a way. You know, coming off like watching. We we talked about Evil Dead earlier in this year, and and what Sam Raimi's able to do well, with a camera to create. I know that's an unfair comparison, yeah. but it Sam it just Sam Raimi is is what he's able to do with a camera is not many people cannot operate a camera the way that that man does. Sure, I just it just I I, I don't really mean to compare their work. I mean to kind of compare it in a terms of like opposite ends of the spectrum kind of thing. Like it, what what Sam Raimi mm-hmm. was so good at. I don't know. It just didn't create. And it's also such a weird movie because it's like, is it a horror movie? I mean, there's a couple jump scares that I jumped at, but like I, there was never a moment it, that I was scared. No, it was more of like it's, an action. It's, like. Yeah, it's it's a it's in the horror slasher genre. I would say it's more of a genre film, but it's got that comedy element to it that in that camp element to it that both of the franchises kind of evolved to be because these characters became so larger than life that eventually audiences stopped being scared of them and started rooting for them because the, the scripts were quick. They, I mean, they were churning out these movies like Friday the 13th. By the time you got to 1993, had nine movies and then they no. did the 10th one jason x in 2002 um which is awful besides the really cool one one really really cool death but then for, um, nightmare on elm street first one was in 1984 and by the time you were to like was it 90 1994 you had seven movies is it noted anywhere what Martin Scorsese's opinion is of these franchises? <laughs> the, oh, specifically I would, I would, Jason I would, 9. I would love to see. I, I would love to see them. If you really want to have a good time, uh, look up Siskel and Ebert's thoughts on these movies. <laughs> they're, okay. they're really entertaining. Um, look, for me personally, I, I would critically, like, it is hard to give this movie, like, a complete pass. Um it's like you said the characters are i don't remember their names the only reason i remember their names is because i take notes while watching it but you know to me as a horror fan that loves these characters um this is like a 75 percent for me 75 78 probably 78 because it delivers on what it's supposed to be freddy versus jason and it's not some convoluted mess it is very simple they explain it in the first like three minutes and then you're to it yeah. And then you have these faceless, nameless characters that you don't give a shit about uh, driving the movie because you got to have some people. You got to have some people from Freddy and Jason to slash uh, slice and dice. And it yeah. works on that simplistic level. Um, and that's why I would I would probably lean toward that 78 percent. Like, again, this is like really ranked really highly for me in, in both franchises. I, I really enjoy it. Um but I, I think that's again, fair. I think, I mean, I've got... Mo- oh, sorry. Good. No, you're fine. Go ahead. I, I think, I mean, I think that's fair. I mean, I think there's a lot of movies out there, and I'm, I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head. I'm having trouble with it, but uh, that are just made for me. You know what I mean? They're just the movie I like, mm-hmm. and they they take me back to a time. They they work with 
a, a franchise that hits me close to home, whatever it might be. And it, and, and my rating of it may be higher than it would be from a completely non-biased critical perspective. You know what I mean? And then there's stuff like this where it's not really, I have the opposite effect where I'm, I'm probably, I'm obviously lower than the average score yeah. because I, it, it doesn't hit any of the beats for me that, that, you know, hit like an emotional or sentimental or anything like that, you know, anything that like just gets me, my juices flowing that it, I don't have that at all. So I like this type of movie can easily be skewed one way or the other and probably fall somewhere in the middle from an unbiased critical perspective. Yeah. And I, I, I get it. I get it. You're going to get no arguments from me, <laughs> but let's, let's move to some fun facts here. Uh, this is the final film in which Robert England played, uh, Freddy Krueger and you know going to that final shot of the movie the wink it's <laughs> I can't imagine going going out on a better note for for such a for for such a horror icon um he's great in this movie he th- this th- this is like the best version of, of that I think we could get a Freddy Krueger like he so is would you- is he more subdued terrifying. in the original? He's more subdued in the first one, more horrific in the second one. But then once you get to the third one, his personality starts to come out a little bit more. Like his personality mm-hmm. has always been there, and it, but it comes out more in the third one, especially the fourth one. And that's when it kind of takes the turn um, to the camp. So would you say his his portrayal in this movie was pretty on par and and true to the character? Oh yeah. For sure. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh the thing is um he Robert England is never bad in any of the movies. He's always the best part of all the movies. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah, I was you said one other person has played Freddy throughout the franchise is that uh, Jackie Earl Haley played him in 2010 when they remade the movie. Um, oh, oh he was so, really, so, got it. He, he was really good, but the movie itself was just a, a slog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely charismatic through a lot of it. Um, I mean, Robert England's good in it. I, 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 and I appreciate that he was the OG guy and, and they, he stuck around and, and owned the role for so long. Um, I guess the character in general, like towards the end, I like the third act kind of fell up. I have positive things to say about the movie. I really do. So it's not going to be just me bashing it the whole time, but it like, it's specifically the second act. I, I, I liked, or at least gave me like hope to like, um, mm-hmm. I didn't love the first act. I didn't love the third act. Um, and but Freddie, I liked through most of the movie. The third act, he he just got so over the top for me. So uh, I don't know when he was. He's just so campy at the end. You know what I mean? And like when, like he just being like like he just kept saying bitch every every that's time. His thing. Was like that, that's his thing. Look at my world, bitch. Yeah, that's that's yeah, his that's his thing. Such... That's his calling card, man. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I get, again i get it if you do not like grow up with these movies or you don't have like an affinity for these movies i could see where you're like what the f- is this like <laughs> i get it um 
according to Robert England, his Freddy makeup was so thick that he couldn't tell how hot it was when the fires were starting during the filming. And when he got to have his, his makeup removed, it had bonded itself to his face. Wow. That is claustrophobic. Yeah. Anytime I hear makeup stories like that, it's like, God, that's such a pay them what they deserve. I mean, like Jim Carrey, I was listening to him in the, uh, talk about the Grinch recently on Instagram. Um, yeah, I imagine that's, and you can tell, I mean, it's his eyes got, yeah. I mean, it was thick on there and, and, and you got a couple, like, I mean, a lot of the shots are in the shadows, but some of them are, are clear as day. Um, and he, he looked gross. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I think I still have my Freddy Krueger mask downstairs. I should have. You know, this was a perfect opportunity to to put it on, and I completely missed that opportunity. I'm pretty sure I still have it somewhere. I'll, I'll have to find it. Um, it's not movie quality, but uh, <laughs> that was my. It, when I saw that, I saw Step Brothers in theaters. That was my favorite joke of the movie. I love that. No one else thought it was as funny as I did, but I. I I'm. I I'm it. so happy okay, you got that reference. Yeah. <laughs> um. James Wan was originally going to direct, to direct this film. Now, I don't know how true that is. I, this is the only place I've seen it. Again, like I always stress with fun facts, all these fun facts I get off of IMDb, um, they're fun to discuss. I don't know how true they are. I, I, I do little to no research on them. But when I was um, looking at the a lot of the behind the scenes material and like the lead up to it. I don't recall hearing James Wan's name. Um, apparently he was already committed to directing Saul. I mean, it's James Wan. He probably would have freaking killed this movie. I am 100% sure he would have. Um, Peter Jackson, Rob Zombie, Louis uh, Abernathy, Rob Botton, Mark AZ uh, Dippy. I think that's Dippy. I think that's how you would say it. I don't know. Uh, Guillermo del Toro were also considered to direct during the 90s. Guillermo del Toro would have done a really good job. Same with Peter Jackson. The rest, not so much. I don't think. P- Peter Jackson, I mean, what, what's, I know Lord of the Rings, but what, what is, what is he, is he done he was primarily, Yeah, he was primarily a horror director before, a low budget horror director before he did Lord of the Rings. No, really? I'm not as familiar with this where the but Guillermo de Toro, I know he's he thrives with monsters and stuff, so I think that would be great. Rob Zombie, you know <laughs> I want AMC's putting all the Halloweens out every day right now and and yeah. Jess my wife is a big time fan of all the Halloweens. I mean she she can just watch them all month long, just on marathon, especially if it's in the background while we're cleaning or something. So I've I've kind of gotten reintroduced, maybe I don't know if I've seen them or seen them both or all of them, but the, the Rob Zombie Halloweens. Um, yeah. I think, she, what are your thoughts on the Rob Zombie Halloweens? It's been so long since I've seen them. I hated the second one. I know that one. Uh, but I remember when I saw the first one, like the 2007 one, I liked it. But again, I was 13 years old when that came out. Um, yeah. And I haven't seen it since. So the conversations in our house are always like, like I'm asking her, like, is her favorite one, the original? She's like, no, it's like you like the remake. She's like, well, and then she just gets into like, she's like, not that remake, the other remake. And it's like, okay, well, I don't know. (laughs) It's getting confusing. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, some of these yeah, people would have been the, yeah, Peter Jackson, I guess, or, or Guillermo del Toro is the one that sticks out to me the most. Is like that would have been a fun, a fun ride with him. Guillermo del Toro sticks out to me. James Wan sticks out to me, especially yeah. after watching the movie. He would have, he would have crushed it. Um, but speaking of not crushing it, that's the director here, Ronnie Yu. Um, the biggest problem that occurred on set was a fight between the director, Ronnie Yu and Catherine Isabel, who had signed onto the film on the promise that she would not have to do nude scenes as she has a no strict uh, or as a strict no nudity clause in her contract. During the shoot, however, Yu went back on the promise and uh, repeatedly tried to pressure her to get naked. Uh, they eventually settled on using a body double. And look, you know, I, I don't love getting into behind the scenes drama like this, especially in stuff like this on set. But I think it's important to call out um, when people are assholes. And that's that's an asshole thing to do. It's wrong and gross, especially like if someone has a no nudity clause in their contract. It, that's that's that that's done. There's no, you know, that's it. And that's all There needs to be no other conversations had. Um, and to pressure somebody to do something because you think you got them because they're cast in the role. Um, yeah, that's slimy. That's I mean, it's, it's shit. I, uh, I agree. There's plenty of nudity in this movie too, to, to satisfy. Ron yeah. Yeah. Um, some of it's not necessarily necessary either. It's just there. Cause it's, yeah. cause it's there. Cause it's fucking 2003. Let's rock. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, yeah, it 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 sucks. And that's not necessarily a fun fact, but like I said, I always think it's important to call out assholes when they're assholes. Um, seventeen scripts were submitted, which eventually turned into one script. The producers decided for some time to go ahead with this script, but changed their minds as they could not agree with the ideas proposed. Eventually, in two thousand one. Uh, Damien Shannon and Mark Swift came in and created their own script, which the producers felt was much closer to the Freddie and Jason Beck stories. Uh, most of the earlier scripts dealt with cults that were attempting to resurrect Freddie and Jason to come back to fight. And that's true. They dealt with a lot of lore, a lot of the sequels, and they bring all of it together for this, but it's not nearly as convoluted as those initial scripts were. And in fact, um, David uh, Goyer um, did like an uncredited rewrite on this movie to really even condense that down. I'm mm -hmm. pretty sure. I, I think I, I read and heard while I was watching the behind the scenes stuff. Uh, David Goyer was, was pretty famous for doing that back in the day. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah. again, is this script great? No, I don't think it is, especially to get, you know, to, the dialogue and everything like that into the, these characters are so, so stereotypical, but I think it works in the sense that we don't really want these characters. At least I don't go into these movies in particular wanting to see these characters fleshed out that much. I just want to see Freddie and Jason fight and it's Freddie versus Jason. And then their primary driving force. The people in this movie are just kind of driving the plot forward because you got to have some people for Freddie and Jason to, to cut up. So I think it works on that level, but is it a great script? <laughs> We've been over it before. It's crazy. Yeah. And the, the drafts though. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, 
I mean, the idea in general, I mean, is in terms of the way they, the ideas they had beforehand and what they settled on in terms of, of bringing it all together. I don't have any issues with it. Um, my, my only, my biggest concern with like just the concept in general of the, um, how they're going to the, just, how they're going to frame this movie of, of making it work, you know, getting them together was, uh, it was just lack of knowledge. Like I, I just didn't understand. I don't know enough about, Jason's power or or Freddy's power. I didn't even realize Jason was de- like they were like yeah. So I I found Jason in hell and and sent him back. It's like okay, so you just can do that, I guess. You, I, I I didn't know like I don't know what Freddy can do. You know what I mean? So it's like okay, so you found Jason in hell under some overpass and just decided to to shoot. Him. <laughs> I mean, you got the power to do that. And then, I mean, you start to learn it as you go because he's like not not enough power yet. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, not so you start to yet. like figure out, yeah, um, kind of what uh, he means. But that, that was my only issue with it, really, as a whole, was um, just not knowing, just having to like as it goes by into each power along the way without it being like overly explained, you know, which is fine. I mean, they, yeah. the opener was helpful, but having not seen or remembering anything from the franchises, there was a couple like holes that I had to just kind of believe it or not, I had to buy into a few things. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, Kane Hodder, uh, who betrayed Jason in the previous four films featuring the character was keen on reprising the role and had even given, been given a copy of the, of the final script. However, Jason was subsequently recast with Hodder claiming he had been kept out of the loop as to why uh, this decision calls backlash from some Friday the 13th Jason fans. Uh, Ronnie Yu explained that while Hodder was fantastic in the role, he chose uh, Ken Kizinger uh, for the part as Kizinger was slightly taller and broader than Hodder that's giving more contrast to uh, with the much shorter Robert England as Freddy. Uh, and because he wanted a slightly different take on the character, yeah, he felt Hodder was somewhat too aggressive, where he's, uh, he wanted Jason to be slower, smoother, more deliberate in how he is betrayed. Uh, Yud would uh, later claim that it was a studio decision that he would have... Uh, cast hotter if if new line had wanted hotter though hotter was disappointed and angry with the decision um he holds no grudge with uh Kissinger who uh had worked with him on the eighth film as a stunt double um, i mean i i'm a fan of the franchises you can tell because uh hotter is is slightly less taller i think he's like six two um, Kazinger is like six, five, I think. Um, and Kazinger is, is broader. And I think that visual does work better. Um, yeah, sure. And it, yeah, he's it definitely a unit. Like, I mean, he's a big man. Yeah. It, um, it's to me, I think that that contrast works better. It sucks that he was done the way he was done, but still works yeah, i mean we got you got vader it's kind of like darth vader um being yeah. cast in like not, you know i forgot his <laughs> name unfortunately that's the issue <laughs> i don't even remember his david name. prowess was cast as is okay uh darth vader and you can look up the actual like him reading the lines and thinking he was going to be darth vader and then james earl jones did the voice and, yeah 
I gotta. So I guess same question I had with Freddie. Um, that like it sounds like he was more methodical and slow and and deliberate. It says in this version of of Jason, would you does this portrayal stay true to the character or was this a little different? Like, uh, so they make a, and we'll we'll get into it a little bit in the uh, does this make sense category, but and I don't want to step on that. Or does this make sense award rather? Um, <laughs> but I, I don't think that, uh, they make a, they make a, they make a change in, in, in something with the character that I think a lot of fans had questions about and me, myself included. We'll get into it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into it a little later. Uh, chronologically, the film is set after the events of Freddy's dead, the final nightmare and Jason goes to hell, the final Friday, um, final nightmare came out 91 jason goes to hell came out 93 but before jason x which came out in 2001 i think jason x came out in 2002 actually uh which was released beforehand as this movie spent so long in development hell um oh. that's true like this at the end of um jason goes to hell you see the mask kind of with sand going over it and dirt and then all of a sudden you see a glove pop up and it comes over the face and you hear Freddy's ha ah, ha 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 laugh and it pulls it mm-hmm. to hell um and yeah this movie was stuck in development hell for for a long time um so much so that they once again they went forward with another Jason movie like a year prior to when this came out that's um, interesting yeah um and this is the last fun fact we'll get to before we get to our awards. Um, the highly coveted, highly um, beloved awards category. Um, at one point in time, it, very prestigious, exactly. That's the word. That's another word I was looking for. Uh, at one point in time, a sequel titled Freddy versus Jason versus Ash was considered, which would have included Bruce Campbell's iconic cult character Ash from the Evil Dead trilogy. This was uh, partially inspired by several props in Evil Dead 2, uh, Necrocomicon, including Necrocomicon and Death Dagger, being used in Jason Goes to Hell as an Easter egg. Uh, for several reasons, including uh, legality issues over New Line Cinema not owning Evil Dead or the rights to the character Ash and the decision to remake both Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street, the film never came to be. Although it was eventually turned into a popular comic book, I would have loved to have yeah, seen this. I know I would have. I I, I I think I would have preferred it. Um, I mean, I've I've seen all the Evil Dead movies. I've not seen the TV show or anything, but I uh, and I um, I had a different sentiment after that. Similar, like I mean, I'm, I'm not a horror guy, you know, but I I I had a I had more respect for the for those movies. Just. I, Sam Raimi in particular, and I, uh, and I like Bruce Campbell's portrayal, and I, I think it would have been fun to add him into the mix, add a layer of like yeah. comedy to it almost that could could kind of capture more of the camping. I don't know. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, I I would have loved to have seen uh, Bruce Campbell and Robert England just going back and forth. Yeah. That that would have been. Yeah. Here's my boomstick. <laughs> like they introduce you to my boomstick. And then uh, see like that image of Freddy's claw, like 
kind of coming and attacking the the chainsaw would have been oh, really yeah, cool. Yeah. That 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 would have been really cool. And <laughs> I think Ash falling asleep and him getting into his mind and how the way that Ash's mind works, <laughs> I think it, I think it lends to some incredible creativity. Um, it's unfortunate that this never happened, and we'll, we will never. I don't think we'll ever get this. Um, but man, I, I would have loved it. I absolutely would have would have been freaking in love in love with that idea. All right, let's go ahead and move on to our award section. Um, start off with favorite scenes and moments. Uh, Freddie catches us up to speed. You've kind of talked about this a little bit, but I just really love this setup because if you haven't seen, and maybe I'm a little wrong, but this was my my thought process of it. I might be a little wrong given your take. Um, I thought that if you haven't seen like a, a Jason movie or a Freddie movie, this is the perfect like way to catch you up to speed. I agree. Uh, no, I agree. I, there was a, I'm so out of it that I, I don't like it's I I've let's for all intents and purposes. I haven't seen any of them. I know I'm, I've seen nightmare on Elm street, you know, once upon a time, but yeah. it's been a long time. I didn't under, I mean, just for the sake of this conversation, I haven't seen any of them and there was very little that it, I needed like help on doing it. I mean, and I doubt, I mean, they need to do that. I agree completely. It was a great idea. Um, and they, they can't expect you, everybody, in a horror theater. You know, in, a horror, in the theater of a horror movie, they can't expect you to have seen all 95 films in these franchises so far. You know, you've got to, like, give yeah. us a catch up and let us understand what's happening. And for the few people, because I imagine most people at least had seen Friday the 13th or Nightmare, at least had seen something from one or both of the genres. And I'm just probably the odd man out so i i agree i agree with you i think you are right i think it was very well done and i think it was necessary and i appreciated it well even as as a kid like i've never seen any of the nightmare movies but seeing clips from them i was like oh my god i gotta see these movies <laughs> they look freaking gnarly yeah um and yeah ended up watching all of them <laughs> and owning all of them um still don't own all the friday the 13th movies but that that's 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 on the list um douchebag boyfriend trey gets stabbed to death and then gets the bed folded on him <laughs> like first off the character of trey is like the stereotypical douchebag like after he's done having sex with his girlfriend oh don't touch me afterward i don't <laughs> like being touched oh your hair smells like menthol yeah you should go a take dick. a shower the whole Just I the mean, he's so over the top <laughs> it is the worst as and soon as he just gets yeah, as soon as he was Real. like, don't make me ask you twice. I was like, he's got it figured out. He gets it. He's <laughs> like, gross to watch. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a good one to kill. Yeah, you wanted him to die painfully, and it and it, it looked pretty painful. Yeah, the, the just the the shot of the bed folding in is like, behind oh. his head. <laughs> yeah. It's disgusting. Um, yeah, it, it works, works so well. And they set up perfectly that you're like, you're looking forward to this douche getting knocked off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kia gets her nose ripped off in the dream. So this yeah. always got me the got your nose and then flings it. Yeah, I have it. Which I is, have it under my notes of, of the funniest parts of the movie. I thought it was, I thought like, <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> Well, yeah, but it's also like it was done practically apparently um 
And I will say I have an issue, although it it, do, it doesn't fit the whole if it happens in the dream, it happens for real logic because right. her nose got got in the dream and then she wakes up and it's like her nose yeah, is they still just, there. So it, they were willing to doesn't sacrifice it for the joke or for the bit. I yeah, think. I mean, it was fun. I enjoyed that part. That was more that was a part that that I got a positive reaction out of me. Yeah. Uh, Gibbs Freddy dream which is very reminiscent of the boiler room from the, the first movie of Freddie's first victim in, in the, in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was, it was very well done. It was creepy. The, the, uh, the claws on the, uh, the pipe going down and making the noise and everything. I really like that. And then how it starts to set up the rivalry between Jason and Freddie. Cause Jason ends up killing the, rave sexual assaultist who's yeah about to like yeah the, the, I, I agree i this was this was i i mentioned i didn't love the first act of the movie the first act of the movie um you know i was just getting into it and it was so you know other than robert england the the um Jason Ritter and 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 the guy who plays Mark, his his buddy from the institution, they get yeah. out when they get introduced. Before that point, I was like, "Dude, is there not an actor in this movie? Has anybody in this movie ever acted before <laughs> life?" And then they get introduced, like, "Okay, they they have they their performances were fine to me." I mean, I'm not talking about Robert England, but um, you know what I mean. Like before that, it was just yeah. these like Trey, the the douchey boyfriend, and 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 it was like what's happening and so like that's why i didn't really like the first act and then the third act we can get into another point i mentioned a little bit of it earlier but the second act when um you know gib gibbs in her dream and um and jason gets her before freddie could i liked that a lot and i liked at that point i had like forgotten like you're pulling for this guy who's like sexually assaulting gib while she's passed out uh, to get got and he does but it also ends up killing her yeah um he just stabs right through him she so i but at that point i forgot in the movie that it was a freddy versus jason movie i thought i was just watching yeah. like a slasher movie and then it was like okay and I, when i saw it i was like i could so that's why like because they were working together and you just I just forgot that the title was Freddy versus Jason. And it's like, okay, so that's going to start to piss him off. And that was the moment of hope for me that I was expecting, you know, I kind of start out, you know, I find a score once I find the vibe of the movie and then it, I ride it up and ride it down on good and bad. And almost is like a counter, like how much good can you give me? I'm going to keep going up as long as I'm enjoying myself, or I'm going to keep going down as long as I'm not enjoying myself. I was hopeful at that point that this movie was going to turn into kind of a look i mean it's not a good movie i mean it's around like a 50 but you know i had a blast with it it was a lot of fun like i thought i was gonna end up in that world um because of this scene because it was like okay that's pretty creative i like how they did that and like now they're they're fighting over who gets the victims that's like a perfect like rivalry there i really did like that scene he stabs him and jason flings him like 20 (laughs) feet i was like okay that's that's awesome uh Jason uh, crashes the the rave while on on fire. So this is sick. He takes the guy's head first off, 
breaks his neck and it goes completely like pulls a complete exorcist and goes completely the opposite direction. And the guy just like has time to like throw like, like I, I guess it was what it was <laughs> liquor, whatever he's drinking vodka yeah, on him and then sets it on fire. Everclear. Uh, he's like, this Everclear is really getting to me, man. Um, yeah. And then douses him with the, with the Tiki torch. Mm-hmm. And he's like running away from him, gets the like hatchet thrown at him while again, practical. This guy is on fire. While yeah, that did look stuff. good. That looked good. The practical sick. effects of it's that. Sick. Yeah. And that's Lots right up the alley of this 13 year old me wishing I saw this movie then like being like, oh, sick. You know, it was still cool. I mean, it's still cool. It was yeah. Lots of really cool kills in this. Mark's death. So this is uh, Jason Ritter's friend, Mark. Um, this is really Freddy's only kill in the movie. Hmm. He doesn't kill anyone out. This is his only kill. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Um. um and it's it's pretty creative. You know the the it's twisted. The brother from which is the bully from A Christmas Story being in the, in the bathtub and having the the slit wrists it's it's uh it's pretty pretty messed up but then the 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 thing that gets me is the like spikes coming in from the blood and sinking yeah. into his feet oh, oh God, dude, I, I hate that the the Man. all those scenes with the that was gross yeah this was a good scene too this was right this was right in my wheelhouse when i was excited this was when i uh the the Gibbs death with finding out their rivalry to just an over the top campy, but you can kind of smirk at it. Man on fire, twisting a guy's neck, killing a stoner type vibe <laughs> to uh, to to this scene, which was intense and kind of and scary. And then like it was creepy how they sent the message with the burns on him. And then those spikes were gross. There was another scene where like. I don't, it might've been during the opener where like people's feet were like chunked out and like, I mean, it might've been like a, yeah, that like, that's, a, like a, a flashback a, or something. Flashback to one of the movies. That was gross. Whatever movies. that little scene was, was being gross. pulled like this. Yeah. Like a, like a puppet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, that was gross too, but the, the, like this was starting to get into, this was the part of the movie I enjoyed the most. The, these couple scenes in a row here. Uh, Mark's death was intense though. Yeah, very much so. Um, Freddy versus Jason round one. So remind me of really which cool. one round was. I know round two. I'm trying I'm trying to bring round one back into round, my mind. Round one is is the dream fight where you're fighting on Freddy's home turf. Okay, okay. And they're going back and forth. Freddy's got the upper hand most of the fight. Like he he does the whole pinball thing, which I know a lot of people don't like when you hit the pinball effects, but like I kind of dig it. Um, It it fits Freddy's aesthetic, but like um, he's trying to find something that he's afraid of, which again, we'll get into later. Uh, And he finally finds the thing that he's afraid of, which is water. Uh, And that's kind of his weakness because he's like, why won't you just die? Because he can't kill him. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, this was better. I did not like the pinball scene. I thought that got too silly for me. But it, uh, but the before that, the fight. I think um, 
again, when we're starting to like establish this rivalry and it's like, oh, that's an interesting concept, like home field advantage. We're doing this fight in the dream and this fight on land. And then we've got the fire in the water situation and stuff. But it that was still in the making of like, I'm excited about that. You know what I mean? Like that was a cool concept. And I lo- that was a good way, I think, to have them face off and have two different like when they're in the dream, Freddie has the upper hand when they're in real life. Jason has the upper. I think that's cool. Yeah. This isn't really like a scene, but again, it's scenes and moments. I love the moment of the light turning to red and him pointing up at uh, Lori and going, you, and then the light turns red. He points up, or he jumps up from the lake and he hits that pose and the mm-hmm. lights are or like the, 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 the shot is all red with the lake in the background and everything. And it, his face reverts back to what it was in new nightmare. Um, I really like that a lot. I, I really like that quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, yeah, it was an interesting scene. I, I'm trying to remember. There was another scene where, um, I remember what happened. The color changed again. Did the color change to like green at some point? Like the lighting? Yeah, it goes from like that red to green. Mm-hmm. Um and and round one is what I call it. Round one, Freddy versus Jason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um Freddy versus Jason round two. So this is really to me, like, spoiler alert, this is my favorite scene of the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Like, this is where you get Freddie gets pulled back into the into the real world and his reaction when he realizes he's in the real world and he like recoils and he has like the claw by his face. He's like, oh, shit. Like he has that shit look on his face, that oh shit look on his face. Like, love that. And it's so brutal. Takes him, uh, <laughs> kicks him in the crotch and it hurts his foot. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And like. Jason takes him, throws him through like all those uh, the side of the house and the windows. It's so over the top, ridiculous. You get the part where like they end up on the uh, what is it? Because he's shooting the CO two cans at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The torpedo, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> torpedoes, man. The torpedoes. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. Uh, and it's so like gross when the spikes fall. He calls it, "Hey, asshole!" <laughs> he like throws the spikes down on him, and he lets that thing go down. It's knocking them all around. When Freddy gets caught up in that thing, I—that's hilarious. He, he's like banging around. It's so yeah. clumsy and ridiculous. But by the time you get to the end of this fight, it's so gross and brutal they are like hacking each other to bits and you don't really know who's going to win um right they go back and forth you know uh jason gets his eyes got gouged out at one point um freddie gets his arm cut off jason gets his fingers cut off uh there's that explosion Freddy appears from the water. You think it's Jason. He has the hatchet. And then Freddy or Jason uses the arm to go through his chest. And then, of course, the welcome to my uh, nightmare, bitch. And then she lit. Uh, Lori cuts off his head. I'm kind of just retelling the entire scene, but it's just all these like 
great moments, I think, from this scene. Albeit there is some 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 dated language that is that is used from from Kelly Rowland in this sequence that certainly sure. wouldn't be used to use today. And there's a great, the whole scene was uh, a little dated, like the whole yeah from, from Freddie too. Freddie's line, yeah, which there is a hilarious Camille uh, Maggiani or Nagiani uh, stand-up bit about that scene. That is, <laughs> and I, I don't want to, I don't want to say oh, what it God. is, but you'll have to look it up because I would not do the the joke uh, justice. Uh, Camille uh, Nagiani uh, is 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 a hilarious comedian. Uh, I, I don't want to step on his toes. Also, really good screenwriter for uh, The Big Sick. It's a really, really good movie. Oh, yeah. um, but really, this this entire sequence is just the cake. It is why you go see the movie. There is a definitive winner. It's Jason until, of course, you get the wink at the end, which is the the last scene we have in favorite scenes and moments. Um, yeah, the wink. I mean, I that's it. just, um, you know, it is what it is. I mean, it, it's going to it's 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 homage to the genre i mean the genre is all about like just you can't put them down and they're coming back and they every movie ends that way and that's i I wouldn't have it any other way even though i'm gonna roll my eyes at it every time (laughs) yeah um i've spoke a lot at length on on freddy versus jason round two do you have any thoughts on it like i know that's where you said the movie kind of tapered off for you yeah i mean it's just a lot you know it's just silly i mean the so the end freddy's character and, and i don't know freddy's character that much so like it was hard again and it's, it was 20 years ago he just started getting kind of like less entertaining to me at that point I mean, he just started getting so like mean <laughs> i mean i know he's obviously he's a monster you know what i mean but he was just like he they just made him like his I don't know. There's like charm in his character for a lot of the movie. You know what I mean? Because he's got this like doo-wop type, <laughs> like lean up on a street corner, flipping a coin, you know, type of vibe to him yeah. with his hat and everything. But at this point, he just became like. To me, he just became non-charismatic. He just became a monster to me. Like like he was like it just had like vibes of and I, and I don't want to get like over the top. It's Freddy versus Jason. I don't I don't mean to like get like too sensitive about stuff or anything like that but i mean it was just like the it, it first time gets a little messy and then like the, the, the kelly rolling conversation it just got like a little like jesus christ like it was just too much in like a small <laughs> period of time i was like this is like am i like offended bunch of that i don't know it's just like a lot and then, <laughs> and then the fight was uh the fight was it was what it is i mean it was it was wildly over the top which isn't my style but i i understand fits well within the 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 frames of the movie but um i prefer Listen, the for, for, round one because I, character, my favorite parts of this movie were the the dream aspects of the it, for a sequence. lot of it the dreams they did a great job i mean it, not they didn't do a perfect job in my opinion but they did a good job of making the dream aspect feel weird and manipulated and i like the running boards of the the floorboards kind of doing the wave mm-hmm. when she's running from it that was cool i like and again i'm i'm pretty un i'm somewhat familiar with the concept of freddy krueger but i'm not overly familiar so like the concept of it happening in real life is is still interesting to me and it's still like that's a cool way to do it. And if you can like buy into it, that's a cool, I almost said superhero, but a cool like terror, terrorizing character trait or premise. 
Um, so I literally like the dream aspects of it. Now I got a little silly with the pinball machine and stuff like, or, you know, but, but I just like that, that those parts were my favorite parts with the, and it just the, what I was saying earlier about the, the premise of, of Freddy versus Jason being like home field advantage and stuff like that. That was always kind of cool to me, but the fight, you know, it, it is what it is for you. I will say this, like, Going back to like the language Freddy is using and stuff like that, I can forgive him because he, as a character, is a despicable person. Sure. He's, he's also a, he's child a child kidnapper, murderer. Yeah, I mean, it's not. Yeah, he's a child murderer. So it's <laughs> like, okay, I'm, uh, like, eh, whatever. But like the, the Kelly Rowland line is like, okay, you know. The, the, the beginning, the, 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 the scene with him like licking the back of the photo of the little girl is like, okay, mm-hmm. could you make that? And he gro- is that from an old movie? No, that that was that was the first time you ever actually see him without the makeup on in any of the movies. I think. Huh. Okay. I didn't know if I that you know, the whole I could be riots. wrong on that. Well, but. he. I mean, the, just him. <laughs> you could have made that grosser. <laughs> yeah, could not have made. But that I mean, I understand. Grosser. You're right. You're right. You're not wrong that he's a. He, they're they're supposed to make him a gross, gross person. Yeah. He, um, He's a it was just a lot in a little bit of time and and it but there was just I don't know when they made him there was just a more fun aspect of it during the parts that he felt more charismatic to me I guess you know what I mean like that and yeah. and it just felt like with the tone of the movie I imagine the best thing they were going for was having fun with it and I'm not um, again I'm not trying to make too much out of this and be like overly sensitive about some, this thing but it, it just like it just felt like it got less fun at that point and got a little like just Gross. more mean spirited. I know he's a terrible, <laughs> terrible thing, whatever it is, but <laughs> yeah. a monster, but it, it, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like it just, oh, yeah, it I, was I, just like I, a little I, more fun aspects, now. you know, when they were like, I'm gonna let Jason do his thing for a little while. Like things like that were like a little more yeah. like, all right, we're just having fun for some, some gross action and stuff. And that, that just started to feel a little, I don't know, more real. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, Freddy's a gross character. There's he is known for his his one liners like that throughout the mm-hmm. series, mm-hmm. and I think as the movie goes on, he's like heating up. You know, <laughs> he's he's hit, he's heating up to his his grossest possible form. Um, so my favorite scene is Freddy versus Jason round two, which is kind of like the entire ending. Mm-hmm. Once it starts with them being in the cabin with the fire surrounding them, like I. I yeah, that that is that is it for me. I love how brutal it feels. I love how practical it feels. Uh, real blood, no CGI, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Uh, it's very grimy, very gross. Uh, I, I appreciate that. Um, that's my favorite scene, favorite moment. Um, what about you, Walker? It's gonna it's gonna be <clears throat> Gibbs' dream when um when the sexual assault is taking place and Jason kills him before Freddy can get to her. Um, yeah. I, I just think that was the, one of the first like <laughs> deep dives into a dream kind of, and it, and it really got, you got to start experience that and it made it terrifying. I mean, there was other obviously dream stuff, but th- I felt like this was the first time you really got to immerse yourself into a dream. And, um, and then again, like it just unlocked the, the plot of the movie in a fun way. I thought that was just like that. That's, um, yeah, it just, it just made, I mean, that, that was the part I enjoyed the most. And that was the part that made me the most excited to see what was next. Yeah. So 
maybe you're more excited for this category, Walker. Um, <laughs> uh, we're scenes and moments. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're fucking 14, so get over it. Yeah, I know I was 14. We were young. But we had <laughs> what what we had was real. Dude, I don't know if this is like worst scenes and moments or one of the funniest lines of the moments. Like or or one of the funniest lines and and moments. It is atrocious and it's just an example of this like really poorly written script. Um it that's ridiculous. <laughs> it's funny you put that. I wouldn't have expected you to put that because I it's such a specific just a line of dialogue kind of and uh it made yeah, me laugh. Really it, was, hard, it, was like, <laughs> it was like so Kelly Roll. I mean, like you know, it does, I don't think Kelly Roll has she ever done anything else. I'm not sure. Um, it you know, I don't know if it's a, it's definitely a script issue, but or a dialogue issue. But I, I'm, I didn't love Kelly Rowland in the movie either. I thought. It, I I didn't like how she was used. I thought they used her yeah. in this like odd way. I didn't like. She's, she's very so mad. They used her. Yeah, she was so yeah. mad the whole movie, and I'm sure she was given what she was given. But I mean, I mean, and her performance was what it was. But uh, yeah, this scene was uh, the first of like, okay, this is going to be a clunky, a clunky fest of dialogue. Like, it was so early in the movie that you're like, okay. Yeah, well, it's literally the second scene I have on here is this really entire scene. It's the party in Lori's living room. Because first off, like, there's music playing. It's not a big party. There's two people in the corner just making out in front of everybody. Like, uh, the douchebag boyfriend, Trey, saying lines like, Oh, babe, I got a stiff neck. I need someone to massage it. <laughs> it's just it's such a it's so much so fast so yeah. early in the movie that it if, if you're not into this type of thing and you have and i i you know we've said this before you know this is a typical po- positive podcast you know we like we love movies and we want movies to be good yeah. and we like to talk about the good movies and hopefully like i mean i give this movie a 27. <laughs> i hope you know for a movie i give it 27 i think i've i've spoken pretty positively about it. i mean i've, I've talked have. about things i liked and then and, and <laughs> respect everyone's opinion the, on it the thing is it's like you can still like something and take the piss out of it and that's kind of what we're going to be doing in these next couple categories <laughs> it, or a couple of, of awards is, is going to be taking the piss out of it you know and like yeah. the guy with the flask yeah so i mean the, the thing is it was so early on that like for someone like me that while i did want to like you know i wanted this movie to be fun i didn't expect to but i wanted to um it doesn't give me a chance in hell. I mean, when I'm going to this movie and the first line I hear is you're fucking 14. So get over it. I know, I know we're young, but what we had was real. <laughs> and uh, Then we go into this party where this trade douchebag is so over the top and ridiculous. ridiculous. And then we've got, is it Blake uh, drinking out of the flask? Blake. Yeah. And, uh, and they put his arm around the having... girl and she's like, clearly not into it. He's like, you want to give me a tour? Yeah. And it, <laughs> I did laugh at a call. I laughed at like the, I only smoke when I drink. And then he's like, well, you drink all the time. It's like, yeah, well, that's next. <laughs> and I laughed at the, um, I laughed at the one where, um, you know, your house has got a good flow. It's got a good, uh, feng shui. And then he goes up to the couch with her. And he's like, what do you know about feng shui? <laughs> and I, I kept laughing at that last night. And Jess was like, why are you think that's so funny? 
It's like you just learned the word. Um, you gotta go to Jess one night. Just like, what do you know about folks? Why? <laughs> there was a couple like funny things, but there was so much like garbage right away that it was like, yeah. this, it's gonna be hard to bounce back from this. It's gonna be hard to get and me it, in the mood, and that's what it did. That's why I like the scene I like so much because it it managed to bounce it back to where I was like, I'm still giving this movie a chance. And that's why that middle portion, you know, I don't like the way it executed. It didn't follow through for me, but that was my journey with the movie was I, the beginning just, I mean, there was some Freddy stuff that was cool. I like the opener and I like the, um, there was some cool, like the shadow thing was kind of fun and interesting. I mean, I don't love the scene, but the, the, uh, just the cut, the effect and the, the, that's the, that's the next scene. If you want to go ahead and jump to it, yeah, yeah. like dad tries to talk to him, like you have that part. And it's so ridiculous because the dad comes up to him so angry and is like so not even no. considering not even considering his friend just died. Oh, were you drinking again? It's like my friend just died. And he's like, you better watch it. It's well, it like a yeah. video game. It's like an NPC. Like he did, <laughs> I mean, it you was so Antonio, man. And and then the dream, like you're talking about, like the shadow effect, it's really cool. But the thing that I dislike about it is like I like the goat because it's a callback to the first movie where you see the goat. I don't know, that, but I, I forgot about the goat, but I, I, I yeah. remember it now. Um, but the thing I I dislike about it is like the when he gets stabbed, he's like, "Oh, I'm okay." Again, it, doesn't, <laughs> like, it doesn't vibe with the concept of no, what happens. In the- it's it's not that. It's the reaction of letting the audience know that I, he's okay. Oh, oh, like, oh okay. Oh, I'm okay. He just walks away. <laughs> That's his only reaction. Is not like, ah, what the hell is that? It's, oh, I'm okay. Not strong enough yet. Uh, yeah. You know, and this happens like right after the last, and it's just, it's just a lot. Like this was the first act I'm, I'm talking about, and then him waking up and his dad is just sitting there. Yeah, the head just going. pops off and blood <laughs> spurts out. Yeah, and I mean that he's fun, like drink, drinking. <laughs> saying Trey I'm gonna get him if I see him I'm gonna get him and then as soon as he see, sees him he like shits his pants <laughs> it's really, really funny uh, Lori passes out in the middle of the school I have so many questions about this like wh- how did Mark and Jason Ritter's character who I'm forgetting his name um, Will how did they What? what is it Will well, how did they get into the high school and then all of a sudden know where she was? And then you have uh, uh, Mark going up to her, to her in this really creepy fashion, being like, you know, yeah, you better not fall asleep. Coffee's going to be your next best friend, <laughs> you know, and like it's so creepy. And then like as soon as she sees Will, she like passes out from shock. It's just ugh, like. Yeah, you know, and, and they also, the way, I almost didn't realize it was Mark, because it, it's not like they they framed it in a way that, like, they went to the school to get Lori to talk to her. It was like he was getting some shit out of his locker, and was like, oh, I overheard right? you talking about Fred. It's like, are, are you in school? Are, are, are yeah. you, I felt like the lawyers of your ears to talk to her. I, I, he was like, oh, yeah. I know about him. Like, like. If they hadn't shown Mark until that point, that would have made sense as like a I overhear you're talking about Freddy Krueger. You know, that would be one thing. But it's like I felt like he went there to talk to her or Will did. And 
I don't know. It was just an odd. And the first thing I was like, that's the same guy, right? Like that's, that's, uh, <laughs> that's the that's same Martin. guy that that's was farting on the uh, window, the other, <laughs> in the other scene. Yeah. It's pretty um, crazy. He stole that thing and it was like, just help me out of here. I just got drugged. And I... Yeah. Um, smoking with slug Freddy. It was so dumb. So this is just seeing Jessica just was like, weird. this is the shit I hate. When I was watching yeah. with Jess last night, she was like, I hate this shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's so. Why a slug? And, like, why would he just. Be, why wouldn't he be freaking out? Especially if he's stoned and he's like. I get, he's a, he's asleep at this moment, I'm assuming. He has to be in order to be, you know, dreaming what's going on. And that's how Freddy right. possesses him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the whole time I was, first of all, I did laugh out loud when he was like, should we get a J-break? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, on what planet are you in a scenario where you need to take a J-break? <laughs> like, like, they're just in the back of the car like, dude, what do you think is going to happen? They're just passing a blunt joint around and it's like, I, are you not I can't imagine. Do you yeah, not need I a little energy? Im- yeah, I could not imagine a, a worse time to be doing that. I would, I guess the goal is to not freak out. And I guess it's like you're someone who's, who, who partakes and, and doesn't freak out then, you know, sure. sure. But if you're like the nerdy kid who seemed to not be a stoner, then I feel like that would be the opposite thing of what you would want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would, I, I wouldn't imagine that was, I, we were talking about it during the movie last night. It's like, that just seems like such a bad idea. Um, yeah. It's like if someone goes to see Hereditary and they're they're stoned, you know that that's just that's that's not yeah, a good and that's idea. just seeing the movie. These kids are actually being haunted in their dreams. These kids are, yeah. Like, yeah, it's not like they're like, hey, just let's take a J break so we can stay awake the rest of the night. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Um. So, Adam, do you have more to add? Because I only have the the five. Um. Obviously, no. I mean, you you. The, yeah, I mean, I I don't. I don't like the the second the 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 ending very much. You know, I didn't like basically the Crystal Lake scene um, yeah. in entirety very much. Uh, but that I mean, I don't have to put that in the worst scenes or anything. I wouldn't call it the worst scene in the movie. I'm uh, I, I'm the party in Lori's living room is 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 yeah. gonna stay with me. I mean that the the opener to this movie really gave it very little chance, and it's a testament to how like I said this already, but the the scenes like in Gibbs dream that brought me kind of wrote me back into it and gave me a little like um, hope, but it opens. So, I mean, yeah, you get in really the, the, the over the top kill on Trey, the, the douchey boyfriend. I know that was in favorite scenes and it, and it's because like you hate this guy and you enjoy seeing, you know, you're, that's why it kind of works because you don't like it perfectly sets up these characters who you don't like, to get mm-hmm. killed. So you're kind yeah, of is, the, for them to get killed. So it succeeds on that level, but still as a scene as a whole, it's so atrocious and how it's written. But I guess that yeah. might be kind of the point. Maybe. Yeah, I get, I guess uh, it's just, it's just, again, it's, it's from my lens, from my, from my distorted mirror. I'm looking through. I, uh, the whole beginning, that whole scene with, I mean, I'm, I got to include the Kelly Rowland part, <laughs> that conversation that's at the party too. And uh, yeah. 
them just all of the dialogue, all of the characters, and then the kill. Yes, you liked seeing the asshole get killed, but it was still like a fairly like that was the first big kill of the movie, and it was very over the top, and it felt like okay, like it, like or that's what we're going like that's the vibe we're going to get in this movie, which yeah. I didn't know what to expect going into it. You know, I wasn't sure if this was going to be more of a Michael Myers thing or more of a scream thing or more or you know this type of thing. And uh, which is fine. I just wasn't sure yet. But that in top on top of this party that was just nuts. Um, I'm trying to think what happened before. I mean, there was a skinny dip- dipping scene before. What was that? Yeah, it was uh, Freddy setting up a-, a dream for for Jason so he could uh, OK, come back to life. I think I didn't understand that for a while, too. Yeah. I, I OK, that makes more sense. I get it because I at one point. I don't okay. I don't think I I don't think I understood the the lore enough at that point to to grasp what was going on and I uh because when she was I I understood that he was going to use Jason as his like ticket back in to like sca- kill these kill kids and just drum up the memory of people who think it's Freddy and things like that and dr- dr- make him on everyone's mind again. Um but then with her just like in the police station like Freddy like when she was like, that was his name, Freddie. And like, that's when she remembered it. I, uh, I didn't, I was like, how, how did Jason killing everyone in that house make her think of Freddie? I, I, I didn't understand that. I get it now. That makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think for me personally, you know, we, we've been talking about it. I can't, and because of, you know, it establishes, even though I do think it's bad at the same time, I do also think it works to set up these characters who are about to get killed off to mm-hmm. make us kind of root for the killings, you know, instead of rooting against it. Because um, our, our main characters are Freddie and Jason. Um, I think for me, it's it's Lori passing out. I just, that scene is so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, Lori over, Lori's character... I just didn't like a lot of the characters. That's another like Lori was just yeah. felt so like so. I mean, she she just felt so <clears> over the <throat> top. I mean, I know she's in an extraordinary situation, whatever she's doing, but it it just I don't know. Yeah. I much prefer Will and Mark. I get it. Um, best performance. I mean, to me, it's Robert England, and it's not close. It's like him and everybody else. Yeah, you know, I, I, um, for the sake of, of our other award, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna just give us something else to say. I'm gonna go Jason Ritter. I, I, he was the first person in the movie that, like, like I said, I was a little concerned. I'm not really including Robert England in this conversation, um, but, or in this story, but the, after watching Lori's party (laughs) in the living or, or whoever's party in Lori's living room, and then it finally getting. I was concerned at that point. I was concerned about the movie. I was concerned that <laughs> this was going to be. It was going to be a DNF. I was going to have to call you, like Ben. Sorry, we're twenty four hours notice. I'm not doing this because the the characters <laughs> I thought in the performances were so bad. And then Jason Ritter came in with with uh, the guy who plays Mark um, Zach uh, Zach Ward. Wait, is that his name? I don't remember. I don't remember who plays Mark, but uh, the. Um, they came in and I was like, okay, these guys are given, you know, 
valiant efforts, and I and I enjoyed their performance. Will, Will or Jason Ritter also in this scene looks a lot like a young Tom Brady to me. Like a, yeah, like a, like a round draft time Tom Brady. But but through here is you mm-hmm. see his dad. Okay, John Ritter. I, mm-hmm. I for sure see his dad right here. I I really Great felt I saw I, between I mean even with his haircut like back in young <laughs> Tom Brady days. I mean, he's, he had more of the Tom Brady bone structure later in the career. He was less like baby face than Tom Brady used to be, but they, uh, we, we have, we're a big Tom Brady house. Jess is a big fan. Um, so I, I smile, everything like that. I just couldn't get away from it. I just threw that in there, but yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, John, uh, Jason Ritter. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. We're probably going to get into the most, uh, loaded category. Um, <laughs> which is, does this make sense or, I keep calling it saying category. It's a ward. Um, mm-hmm. The does this make sense award? Um, why did Freddie think Jason was the best candidate to bring him back into prominence? I think this is pretty simple. Um, one, this has been like a really anticipated movie. So that's, <laughs> that's why yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you look at it from that standpoint, from a story standpoint, um, I mean, it makes the most sense. He's as brutal as Freddy, and if he goes to that house, people would assume that it's Freddy. So, I get it. Plus, he, you know, I searched hell and I found the soul that would, you know. Yeah, yeah, I can. I bought sense. into it. I, 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 yeah. I bought into it. Coming from me, I think that means a lot. I, uh, I. I <laughs> I didn't really have a problem with that part of it. I, uh, I, I, even if it wasn't perfect, I almost like respected the fact that it wasn't perfect, you know, like yeah. for like a concept of bringing them together and how they did it. But it's respectable. Um, yeah. how did no one hear Jason's big ass get into the house? Well, he like sees. he just walks up the stairs and no one's there. I mean, yes, the couple is having sex with the door open, which also I have questions about. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, just because so Ronnie, you wanted to put more fucking tits. <laughs> I guess um, so. But like, <clears throat> so you, guess, you you mentioned him being recasted as a bigger person. I might have asked this already, but like, was his killing style very similar in the original movies, or was he? I know we got on where he wasn't very like just slow and brutal. methodical and, and, and haunting or was he more animated it's, it and was like aggressive it was more aggressive it was more aggressive but this like, one he had more of a michael myers type vibe yeah it was more aggressive okay. it, it was it was more aggressive but still like brutal hmm. like he just this one he was much more of like a i'm gonna walk after you not run type of i'm just gonna yeah i'm just tough and more of a michael myers aspect, in my opinion instead of like way less Ghostface, <laughs> more michael Myers. <laughs> yeah now he's definitely not ghost ghost face is like tripping all over shit i know that's the best all the time Love that. um why would these people run outside and start screaming instead of calling 911 also i love the fact that you know there's just a cop sitting out there and his reaction <sighs> is you guys need some assistance <laughs> he just calmly uh it, it's very convenient that he's there but there's that like she needs some assistance it's, they're it's probably there funny. because there was a noise complaint from all the, uh, the raging party 
Uh, yeah, that might be it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't I don't know why they would just randomly run outside instead of calling 911. Um, how did an entire town institutionalize a bunch of people who had connections to Freddy in their dreams? What if some of these people kept it secret? Didn't say anything. Yeah, yeah. You kind of had to buy into it. Another thing, you know, I would kind of add on this note that I might have messed up because I was reading the Wikipedia plot line. I wasn't trying to spoil anything. I wasn't trying to read ahead or anything, but I was trying to, at the beginning when I was a little confused on the lore and stuff, you know, I was just yeah. kind of reading along to kind of help me out. And it may, it may or may not have been out of order a little bit where they kind of gave you a full synopsis um, at the first yeah. paragraph of the plot. Um, so going through this movie, I was watching them give this hypnosil stuff to these kids. Um, and I understood what was happening because the first thing in the Wikipedia article was, you know, it's been such and such years since Freddie, blah, blah, blah. And it says, uh, the parents have put a lot of effort into erasing Freddie's memory or the memories of Freddie by not mentioning his name or his in public records, institutionalizing the kids that do dream of him and giving them a drug hypnosil to like help them forget or, or whatever yeah. it does. And that, that drug was introduced in a, a pretty sure dream warriors, which is a third Freddy movie. Oh, really? So yeah. that's, that's so that, so it's okay. So I read this in Wikipedia and I was watching the movie and I saw them giving them the drug and stuff. And then I saw the dad trying to slip the drug to the, his daughter and, and the whole was, time your juice yeah yeah the whole time they they're they're framing it as this like creepy roofy type scenario and it's like like it was like a sneak like thing and the thing i didn't understand the whole time was don't they is it a bad thing don't they want it why don't they just say like hey this is gonna help you forget about those dreams <laughs> take this drug yeah like, I, I just, I, like they're like having to sneak like and then they're like they're I don't know. They treat this cover up for Freddie like it's a bad thing. Like maybe it's a band aid and not a great solution. But they're acting like, like we can't trust anyone. They're all trying to save our lives. It's like yeah. what's the <laughs> issue here? Like give me the give me a full prescription. I'll take it every night. I, I don't I don't I don't really. But then I was thinking, wait, maybe I wasn't supposed to know what that drug was. Maybe I wasn't supposed to know until later on what the drug was and I just got it spoiled for me too early in reading Wikipedia. And it like, I like incepted it into my brain that Freddie like said that in his opener or something. I wasn't sure. Like, but you're saying that the drug existed in lore already. Yeah. Okay. So I, I guess it is like that. Okay. That, that was, yeah. that was my biggest, like trying to come to grips with it during the movie. Sorry to. No, 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 you're fine. I, I, I just think, how would you orchestrate and organize that? Like, what if someone just didn't say anything? Like, it's 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 very common, especially for for young men to withhold things and hold things in, right? So, sure. like, why would anyone say anything? You know, so yeah. I think I think you kind of have to let that one. I don't want to say necessarily say let it go. But you kind of have to roll with it and not ask too many questions. Because yeah. it's like awesome powers, you know, the oh no, I've gone cross-eyed thing. Um, how did Will and Mark get into the school unnoticed? I mean, they eventually get noticed, but they just walk in. 
Yeah, we just touched on this. This seems uh, the whole. I don't know. I mean, I. I, yeah. I mean, I guess two thousand three. I mean, I. I wasn't I in high school I mean. then, so. I mean, and, there definitely fact, wasn't like. I was at this point homeschooled, so oh. I. I didn't know much <laughs> about it. So. Um. Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's just high school. Movie high school is different. It's always different. I feel like you can also leave the school without anyone noticing. How do you do that? Or yeah. not noticing or caring. I feel like you can also hand out pamphlets for parties. Apparently. That's <laughs> yeah, the thing. That's just the... no. uh, Walker, how familiar are you with cornfield raves? Have you ever been to one? I've been to several, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, the whole time I was pictured Buckhorn from, from uh, <laughs> the Friday, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, that yeah buckhorn leg just someone throwing a wave yeah i I mean it looked like a good time i mean i i could get it and then you know me and my buddy could sneak off into the corn to just drink some everclear together just separate ourselves from the barn yeah man i need a break sweating too much the raves are too intense (laughs) yeah they're just like it's funny how they tried to create like a scene from i'm trying to think of a movie like uh I think of a good rave in a movie. I'm sure there's like it's 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 Wick that stuff. era of of music and movies where like rave music was kind of the thing. Yeah, I'm picturing like the clubs in Swordfish or the um or even yep, the, that's a, some of the clubs in uh, like John Wick can give off the vibe. But triple the, all it was was like slow motion, a, a glow stick in slow motion. Like it was just like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so just like this is a wild party. Well, it's again, it's the thing that dates this movie. Like, it reminds me of, again, I just mentioned it, Triple X. Movie came out in summer 2002, but it's filled with, like, rave scenes and, like, opens up with a rave. Like, a metal concert. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, cornfield, cornfield raves. They were they were the shit back in the day. Back in my day, that's all we did. Um, how did they fake Lori's mom's car accident? Like, wouldn't Lori have more questions? Like, okay, her car seems to be fine. What happened? Did you, like, purposely wreck it or something like that? Like. Yeah, I honestly, when she was uh, confronting so him on many the steps. When she was confronting him on the steps and was like, so what happened? You, I need to prove it. Show me an autopsy. I swear to God, I think he, I think he, like, checked his pocket subtly for a second. Like, when she was like, show me an <laughs> autopsy or a death report, something. And he was just kind of, like, reached in his butt and was like, no, it's not there. <laughs> like, like <laughs> <laughs> what if he had just pulled out one <laughs> like he had it ready to go <laughs> um, no you know what to be honest with you maybe I'm going to look stupid here this whole storyline of the movie I, I didn't I didn't quite understand it I didn't really understand I, I still don't really understand the, the resolution of it like who 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 did kill and, and really what was, was the, what was the point Freddie killed the mom and I think possessed the dad to do so. Or, or something. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Because Jason. So, I mean, the, none of these characters have been him. in the movie before, right? In a movie before no. besides Freddie, right? So, but it yeah. kind of felt like they had. Like there was, there, which is an interesting way. I don't hate it. Um, but it, it made me feel a little confused, but that's just because I'm, I'm dumb. But it, I was like, when I was, I, I just felt, like a lot of the characters would refer to things that they did in the past 
that felt like they were talking about a previous movie, which which they weren't apparently. Like the death felt like we were like it felt like we were like retconning a death from Freddy Twelve. You know what I mean? And or like and Will had seen it and like Mark was the little brother of the guy and Freddie ate like, it just kind of felt like we were continuing a lot of stories that had never happened. And and they, they are, but it's, they're following a a whole batch of characters that are new. And I think that's smart from a, yeah, I didn't mind it. It just was, it was, it wasn't easy to, um, I, I, I was the way it was like, delivered to me and with my experience with the lack of experience with the franchises, I've thought I was missing something for a little while, but it wasn't, yeah. I didn't have trouble like getting on board and understanding it, but it, uh, I did think for a bit, like I was like, hey, am I supposed to know who that is? Cause they kind of talk, which I kind of appreciate like, like not overly expositioning. I mean, like I, I, I've always, I hate when it's too like in your face and spoon fed to you. So yeah, I do too. Um, are they dead? Lori says this while seeing people on oxygen while having too much <laughs> hypnosil. Who would think that? They're being given oxygen. Yeah, they were. That was. Just dumb. <laughs> Very. Very. Uh, that was um, a scene I thought it was creepy. The, 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 this wasn't an exact same scene, but um, I don't think the. um. The blood and the, the eyes. The yeah. um, I'm talking about the missing children's posters, like looking at a. Yeah. It almost reminded me of Haunted Mansion or something in Disney. Like it was oh, yeah. kind of a. Uh, yeah, Which I like that. Off topic, but I I, I like that movie. The the, the I didn't one see that just it. I didn't out. see it. I'm specifically it, it, talking about the like the ride, but I I didn't see the new oh. movie. It's it's a good time. I thought. Um, final one and this is i've kind of talked about it i've hinted at it a little bit i didn't want to step on it too much how is jason scared of water that's never been a thing for him he's never been scared of water um it was a big pet peeve for a lot of people who are friday 13th fans myself included not at the time when i first watched it but having like seen all of the movies yeah it's stupid yeah, he drowned in a lake, but he's not scared of water. I understand like why they would probably do that, uh, in the sense that oh, this that we could make this work, we could make this be the thing that Freddie can 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 take on, um, but it just doesn't jive with the the rest of the franchise as a whole. So, spoiler alert: the rest of the stuff in this list, at least for me, I can chalk up to poor writing you know um but this one is the one that that bugs me the most yeah well that makes a lot of sense i didn't i didn't realize that that would come off as inconsistent for the character i mean having seen this movie in a vacuum he drowned he was scared of water freddie burned he's scared of fire you know like it just in a vacuum it made sense so it didn't bother me watching it (laughs) hearing that makes me hate it (laughs) um uh so yeah, I could see that. That seems like a great choice for for the thing that makes the least amount of sense. Um, the um, I think just for me, I mean, and maybe I'm missing a little bit, but it was just the 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 institutionalizing the kids who had the dream and being able to like get on top of it like that. Maybe it's a small tent. Maybe you know buy into it, but then the 
the whole concept of uh, being of, able um, to make a drug <laughs> or give it or me. just that like it was portrayed as this like like odd job like this like dark secret the town had not the the secret of Freddy but the that they were covering it up and like I mean I guess they didn't want the I guess that makes sense they don't want the kids to know about it because then the kids would know about it I don't yeah. know it just felt like they were all like people were mad at the parents for being bad people and like drugging their kids and hiding the truth from them when it's like they were trying to save their lives they yeah. were trying to not keep them from getting murdered. I think um, maybe not institutionalizing the kids. I think if there's a way to not institutionalize them, but give them the hypnosil, then that that's mm. the way to go about it. But the institutionalizing obviously is the, the messed up part of it. Yeah. But then again, if they, and it's like the character Mark says, I just messed up their entire plan because I just let everyone know about Freddie and now he's going to feed off of the fear and now he's going to come back. And obviously, you know, he gets got, yeah, um, well, like I said, I, I, we've, we've given our, our, uh, does this make sense award? All right. Um, moving on to MVP uh, award, um, to me again, double, double dipping here, Robert England. Um, he goes out with a bang, you know, this is his final performance as Freddy Krueger and, uh, he goes out with a bang and it was a pleasure to see him in uh, stranger things season four. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. Um, I'd give it to Robert England too. I, uh, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, I've said what I said about the character, about the portrayal and the performance, but I mean, he, he, um, he's an iconic character, and he wrapped it up here, and he absolutely showed up for work. He did not phone it in. I'm giving yeah. that. I mean, he, he, he committed to the role, committed to the movie, committed to the script, and uh, I think he, he has had and iconic role at run as the character and uh it'll be remembered forever yep submitted a career that's for sure and a legacy um at the end of the day walker this is gonna be hard for you why would you recommend this movie i guess i would recommend it i mean i would recommend it to you if i knew you and i mean if you're a horror big time horror fan and if you're a completionist and you are big fans of both franchises my guess is you'll have a lot of fun with these movies um i i don't imagine many people are gonna watch it and be like that was excellent but yeah i think um if you if you are into the over the top campy stuff, if that's your your style if you like just badass just crazy kills and 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 things like that i think you'll enjoy it and and absolutely i mean i won't be recommending it to you but if you've already seen it if you watched it in middle school and you can it just takes you back to a you know you use the word time capsule a lot like if it if it can bring you back to a time that um you you think of fondly then i obviously then i absolutely can understand why you would you'd enjoy it um but yeah i mean i'd probably keep the recommendations to uh Big time Freddy and Jason fans, big time horror fans, big time camp fans. Um, yeah, that's who I would recommend it to. Makes sense. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the same ballpark as you. Like, I don't think I would recommend this to to people like yourself, which is why I, I feel bad for for oh, I've kind of picking this one. Um, but like. 
for people like myself, for for people who are fans of this franchise, people who saw this movie when it came out and enjoyed it then, watching it now, it kind of takes you back to that time, kind of like you were saying. Um, I think this movie, again, like I said at the beginning of the show, it succeeds in its premise, which is Freddy versus Jason and and their fights. And I think, you know, for a movie to at least succeed in its premise, then that means it's doing something right. And that's why I, I would I would recommend this movie, Walker. Well, great. I think that uh, I think that'll do it for this week. It's yeah, another uh, deep dive in the books for us. Another one. Uh, but thanks. Um, Thanks for joining me. Thanks for talking to me. Um, thank you all again for, for as always, for listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks for watching if you're catching us on YouTube. Um, we'll be back next week with another weekly episode to talk more things movies. But let us know in the comments what you thought of Freddy vs. Jason or what you think of the franchises in general. Um, be sure to subscribe for movie talk each week. And with that said, this has been in Walker, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you.